Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Jay-Z, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, in for the guys today. Playing musical chair? What now we're in. How are you going, man? Yeah, here I am. I'm over here. Ah, okay. All, All right. good. Hold camera. Hold camera. Hold, hold and hold and hold shoot. Hold, hold, and roll red in the studio. See, I'm going to produce as well. Chris Canny joining us now from DCR. Is he's there. See, this is what we're doing. It's like yeah. when the music stops, where are we sitting now? Exactly. Greeny was here. I was there. Uh, now you, Chris Canny you, you joins been doing, us. You've been doing extra curls or something, man? I know you got a wedding coming. You've been trying to yeah, get man. the gun show ready? Yeah, man. You know how I Pre-90X? Know, I, absolutely. Well, I ain't know about no pre-90X. Like that, but, you know, I'm in the to Billy, Billy. Billy Blanks. Oh, I'm trying to get a guy commercial now. That's what we're doing. Hey, man, got one. Why not get one, man? Not at all. How you doing? I'm good, good, man. Good to be in the studio with you guys. Yeah, it's been it, a minute, right? It's been right? a while, right? It's yeah, almost it like a been. throwback. Yeah, 20 hours of radio for you today, right? Uh, something like that. <laughs> something <laughs> we, like that. We, but the more you can do, though, Bart. Yeah, that is you true. You know how that yeah, was yeah, in yeah. the NFL. The more you can do. I, I, I usually made the omelets, too. You know what I mean? I was like, listen, I can <laughs> do everything, it. You wasn't I was back there with Bart. Manny. I would tell Manny, no, back in Baltimore, I was like, yo. Oh, yeah, well, you I'm were undrafted for the so you had to do everything. I was making the eggs, I'm surprised you weren't back there with Will helping to polish off helmets and clean the jerseys. I was a sous chef. You know what I'm saying? I the food. So can I be the offensive coordinator? Defensive coordinator, my bad. Okay. I got two defensive players yeah. here. <laughs> defensive coordinator, I got to call a play. First and foremost, microphone up. Second of all, wire over the shoulder. Right? Oh, yeah. No, right. Okay. Well, you know, guys, I'm being, listen, I'm being guys, yelled at. Guys, no, no, no. Like, don't. Other shoulder. Guys, I know. You know I'm coming in hot. I know you're you coming know in hot. I'm, I'm trying high. to protect you. I've been up since 2.30 <laughs> this morning. I don't know what you guys want from me. Don't choke yourself, man. Unplug right? it and swing it around. I'm trying, not prepared listen, I'm for trying, this. I'm trying to get everything right. right. Camera on me. Give him a chance to unplug That's it and right. switch we, it over over the shoulder. We were asking him to hold the scenic for a while just to get you settled. So I just want to make sure you look you look right. That's all. Just making sure you look right. So, anyways, as we talk about, so both of you have experienced free agency, right? Yeah, man. And you've both experienced, like, that whole idea of the, well, Bart, especially your story. I don't know if you'd like to share about the, what's no longer called, I guess, legal tampering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whatever it's called, that period between uh, when free agency actually yeah. begins. But you can, they can talk to your agent, but they can't really meet with you, <laughs> right? Right, yeah, allegedly. Right. Well, did you hear this from Urban Meyer? From the Jaguars, obviously, head coach, who he doesn't like the way this works. Because as a college coach, come on, I meet come with on, the family, come I on, sit rookie. in the living room, I get to know the play. In the NFL, it's sometimes a shotgun wedding where a player that you didn't even meet with, <laughs> you, you're asking him to accept the, the contract yeah. before you even have a chance to sit down with it. And Urban Meyer at his press conference said, that's a bad business. Yeah, that was awful. I don't agree with it, but no one asked my opinion. <laughs> You know, I guess the old days you could bring them in and, and meet them, have dinner with them, and the, find out the football intellect, find out the character, find out that. So we had to do, you know, and I, you know the thing you don't, I found out, is call someone who has a skin in the game because they're going to not quite be, I don't, I don't see honest isn't their appropriate word. but So we did a deep dive. You know, every guy that we signed, you know, we did, you know, I have uh, Ryan Stamper and Marcus Pallard. I call those guys our assessment guys. They did as much deep dive as we could. To answer your question, that was awful. That I don't believe it should be that way. Not when you're making organizational decisions. I'm not sure how that rule came about. To me, that's not good business. Urban Meyer is here for about three weeks. Like how long he's been in the NFL, right? Chop, and he's chop, already bro. calling out the process. How do you guys both feel about the process and what he said about it? 
I need the old guy to hit refresh on his um, on his search engine, right? And understand that this is how we do business in the NFL. And sometimes you're not going to have the opportunity. But guess what? Last year we had a, we had a whole season where guys had an off season where they had Zoom calls, where they had practices and meetings through Zoom. So he has to get used to that none face to face type of mm-hmm. interaction where he gets in the league because that's where the league is right now. And listen, he needs to either catch up or get left behind. Well. Alan, correct me if I'm wrong, but the NFL just signed a media rights deal where they're getting paid over the next 10 years over $100 billion. Am mm-hmm. I right? Yes. So well, I think the business exact. model for the NFL and how they do things. It's working. It, it's working. <laughs> so, I mean, I understand that Urban Meyer is going through this learning curve because he's a college coach that's coming to the professional ranks. But everybody is dealing with the same set of rules. So other teams find a way to be able to figure out free agency, be able to navigate it, find the pieces that fit their organization – We all understand it's a relationship business, and there is some back-channel communication before the legal tampering period even opens up. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that everybody has to deal with it. So, I mean, Urban Meyer's just got to understand this is how they do business in the NFL and adjust accordingly. Now, having the most cap space of anybody in the National Football League should have helped them this free agency cycle, but hopefully they're able to draft and develop their program where they're not in a position where they have to rely on free agency in order to get talent. Well, you talk about the unofficial um, tampering period, which was canceled, which is the combine, which is where most deals get done anyway, or the Pro Bowl, which was canceled. So teams had to catch up anyway because that's when most of the deals are, are done, either at the Pro Bowl or done at the combine, and, and they missed out on the illegal tampering period. All right. <laughs> so – that's how we do business is the response that you guys are giving me, and it has worked over the years. But is it the best way to do business? Could it be better? I get Urban Meyer comes in as the new guy, and he's already telling you, what you guys are doing here, this is no good, right? And, and, and everybody's looking at him like, yeah, shut it, yeah, yeah, shut yeah. it down. You just got here. But when you do look at it, though, is it the right way to do it? In the NBA, they have a whole week where it's, you know, you can talk to players and nothing's official. It's the moratorium, they call it. It's a little bit different. And their their phrase is after the draft. I'm not saying that's the right way either. The point is that every league seems to have a different way of doing free agency. Could it be better in the NFL or is, is that fine? Have those two days where you can talk and if you come to an agreement, great. And if you don't, you can then meet with players after uh, the free agency period begins. No, that all sounds good, Alan, but I, I don't know for a practical matter how you would be able to implement an alternative. Like these agents are communicating with these teams and executives and because they have clients that might be on that team. And so they're having – So you're saying there's already What I'm saying is they're anyway. having conversations. Yeah, when I was a free agent in 2008 – well, going into 2009, I was a free agent. But 2008, my last year with the Dallas Cowboys on the contract, there were communications through channels – to let me know, like, hey, don't do anything. Don't sign any long-term deal. We want to see you get to free agency because we got this bag waiting on you. Now, the team that was the most aggressive ultimately didn't sign me, but there was communication out there. Like, I had an idea of my market value as a player. What I'm saying is all of these agents, they, they, they're all communicating with yeah. these teams about the market value of their clients. And so I, I don't know that – putting hard and fast rules in place to try to put more structure around free agency is going to change what ultimately happens when we start to get to this point in the year. Who was that team? Don't want to reveal? I will put it to you this way. Okay. It's past the statute of limitations. There was a a team that was big game hunting for defensive linemen back in 2009 in free agency. And this team went as far to give me the tail number of the owner's plane and tell me that they were flying me in. I mean, that's how far along things had gotten. 
That's got to be the coolest feeling. When, when you know, like, there's, like, when you have that, that that's got to be a pretty exciting moment for you, right? To think, why, why didn't it work out? this much interest. Huh? Why didn't it work out? You just didn't want to go to the team? Well, that, that team ended up having an even bigger bag for even bigger free agent at the time. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, but, well, it, ended up, but yeah. it ended up leading me to the New York yeah. football Giants, and let's just say that worked out. Yeah, that definitely worked out. Super Bowl champion. You, you know that worked out, right, Bart? Yeah. I, I heard it 20, worked 2011? out. 2011? You know that worked out. I, I heard, heard it worked out. But I, t- I tell you what. The line, <laughs> For everybody to understand, the, I'm, though. Listen, I put names to mine. Listen, the, 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 line, the Lions told my agent, here's a blank check, fill it out, Bart. And I said, no, thank you. Really? Hell yeah. I would, have you seen that organization? I grew up in <laughs> Detroit. Your- I know what that's about. <laughs> I don't need no family members talking about pulling up. Can you come talk at my, my, son's, uh, my son's Little League championship? And I, I don't need them type of requests. <laughs> but, but, but when it came to signing with the Jets, you had somebody just basically waiting outside your door till well, midnight. Well, that's a different story. We still ain't out the statute of limitations. We are not. <laughs> you might try to come back and coach. I can't that was that the weirdest thing about free agency. Starting free agency at midnight. That was the like, fun that was, thing. That was that was, that like, was, that was the, the night before Christmas. What, <laughs> what are we doing? I love I, lo- I love that right because you knew when 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 it was twenty deals done at twelve oh one that they had to be cheap. It's Keyshawn J Will Zubin, but it's Barton Hahn with Chris Kenny in for the guys coming to you live from the Seaport mind, District at Pier Seventeen. Don't break things. Oh, yeah. Brought to you I by Chase. So coming up, why Zach Wilson is worth the risk at the number two pick. Well, that's what they're saying. Allegedly. Meanwhile, I need to be ready. <laughs> First, I got to tell you about Goodyear. Goodyear knows when the season starts heating up, so do the possibilities. Playoff hopefuls are beginning to emerge, and contenders are solidifying their position from here on out. Every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to build up to, to the moment, but it takes everything to capture it. Goodyear, more driven. This year, it's like nuts. Trevor Lawrence and then everybody else. Mac Jones is really the one that's most interesting to me right now. The Jets and Zach Wilson is a marriage that I think makes all sorts of sense beginning in 2021. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C 
ebikes.com. Though, we shall see. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Barton Hahn, Chris Canty in for the guys today. And let's go to the Goodyear Hotline, where we are joined by Field Yates, ESPN NFL insider. So, Field, as Mel Kuyper's 3.0 mock came out, we all like to pick it apart and see all the different things that stand out to us. So I'm asking you, what, what stood out to you the most in that mock draft? Yeah, guys, first of all, thanks for having me on this morning. And I will say this is that uh, the Jets pick at number two, probably regardless of who they took, was going to be interesting to me because, as you guys know, being New Yorkers, that's sort of where the draft really begins, right? We know what happens with the Jaguars at pick one and Trevor Lawrence and then we also know that the Jets have options here. Now, I'm not sure exactly which side of the fence you guys uh, stand on right now, but I'm a firm believer that the Jets should be strongly considering taking a quarterback at number two. And the fact that Mel had them taking Zach Wilson, the talented quarterback out of BYU, was compelling. It's not just a reflection that Mel believes they should be taking a quarterback second overall or thinks they, they will take a quarterback second overall, excuse me, it's also a reflection that he believes that Zach Wilson is the second-best quarterback in a group that probably goes five deep in terms of first-round prospects, also including Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. So the draft starts at number two. The Jets on the clock at number two. One of the most interesting decisions the entire NFL will face this offseason. Well, what do you find so special about Zach Wilson and when you think about all the prospects in NFL history that we've said the same narrative about and his lack of competition. Yeah, so I think the competition part is a is, is certainly a, a sliver of the evaluation, Bart. I mean, you got to decide just how much of what he did against lesser competition projects at the pro level. But I also saw him handle himself really well against a USC team in 2019 that was at the time 21st ranked in the country. And there have been some other games where he has played pretty well as well. I understand he wasn't great against Coastal Carolina this year. Also worth noting that that was a game that came together 48 hours prior to its kickoff. They traveled across the country during unique circumstances. So I'm not sure that the competition this year is a total indictment of Zach Wilson. This is a player who is so unique and special not just when the play goes as planned, but also when the play goes unplanned, the kind of guy you could make something out of nothing, the kind of guy who has a unique ability to find an angle and jam the football down the field. I don't know that his arm strength is that of one of these guys that we've seen, maybe even Trey Lance in this year's class, but arm is certainly strong enough, in my opinion, to make the requisite throws on the field. He's a fantastic athlete. And with the way that the NFL is skewing these days, eight, of eight quarterbacks last year had at least 400 rushing yards. Quarterbacks that can move are becoming a more popular and more valuable commodity. Zach Wilson sure can move. Field, I'm sitting here looking at Mel Kuyper's mock draft, and he's got Carolina trading up into the top five to take a quarterback at three. He's got the Falcons taking Trey Lance at four. I I mean, I understand that it's a quarterback-driven league, probably more so now than at any other point in the history of the National Football League. But what are the chances that we see the first four picks of this year's NFL draft be quarterbacks? I think there's a chance. And I was trying to figure out whether that's happened, not ever, like recently. And what I would say is uh, there's at least a good chance, or I should say at least a chance. I know that's kind of like a, a 
sort of a sad answer there, not very definitive. <laughs> but I think it comes down to this, is that the Carolina Panthers are hawks right now. They are looking for a quarterback this offseason. Deshaun Watson, we'll see how that trade market either develops or does not develop. Obviously, there are much more important situations that Deshaun Watson is going through right now. Um, but the Carolina Panthers desperately need a quarterback. And if you look at the teams at pick five, so Cincinnati at pick five and the Eagles at pick six, Cincinnati's not taking a quarterback and the Eagles have been giving some indications they're not going to go quarterback. So it makes me think that perhaps these guys are um, maybe these teams are more motivated to take a quarterback because they just sort of feel like that's the run. So it's going to cost a lot. Um, it would be substantial capital for Carolina to move up from eight to three, as an example, and even for Atlanta to move up if they ever were to move up one slot or two. But I think four quarterbacks is certainly in play here. Field Yates joins us here on KJZ. It's Barton Hama, Chris Canty. Try to keep up with all the moving parts on the show, but we're having a great conversation here about Mel Kuyper's 3.0 mock draft. And we had Mel on yesterday, Field. And I don't know if you've heard this, so we're going to play it for you. It sounds like Mel isn't a big fan of pro days. Take a listen. Nothing, because I won't watch it. Uh, I, I could care less. You know, <laughs> I, 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 yes, I, I, I love it, Mel. Yeah, I, I, yeah, pro days to me. If I, I'll, give, I'll give you some evidence to justify a rant about pro days, okay? Okay. Jamarcus Russell, according to our Todd, Todd, Todd McShay, my good friend Todd, had the best pro day ever, right? <laughs> Peyton Manning may have had the worst pro day ever. Bouncing passes, wobbly balls, GMs rolling her eyes. If it was Peyton Jones, not Peyton Manning, it'd be a third-round pick. I've heard all this garbage and nonsense for 43 years now. So I learned after all that to say, really, pro days? Teddy Bridgewater, should he wear a glove? Did he wear a glove? <laughs> Should the glove important? Oh, What's going to happen with the glove? Yeah, Did you hear about, remember all that yes. stuff with Teddy Bridgewater? He turned out to be a pretty good quarterback, right? Not great, but pretty good. Mm-hmm. A lot better than people thought when he said after the pro day, what's the deal here? So to me, guys, no, I don't think pro days. 40 times vertical jumps. Tom Brady had a 5-2-4-40 and a 24 vertical. <laughs> he went in the late sixth round because of that. And people are saying now you can't win as a pocket guy. I heard people say, hey, as a defensive player, I'd much rather face the pocket guy than a dual threat. Would you rather face Tom Brady or Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, I, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phil, how do you feel about pro days? First of all, I can listen to Mel all day. It's why we had so much fun doing the first draft podcast on Tuesday. I'm a little bit more open to the value of pro days than Mel because there have been some examples, especially this year. you got to remember, I mean, think about somebody like Jamar Chase, who LSU's pro day is scheduled for March 31st. And last I was told, he was expected to be a part of it. Jamar Chase is exceptional. He is incredible. Anybody who watched LSU in 2019 knows that the guy is the real deal. However, you're not evaluating whether he's the real deal. You're evaluating him against potentially the impact of uh, whether it's Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Kyle Pitt, the three other best pass catchers in this year's draft class. And if you haven't seen a guy work out on the field for 425 or 450 days, Like, you may want to have an opportunity to get one more snapshot to see what that player looks like, running the 40, running routes, you name it. All those things do matter. I understand that they are never going to be the only mechanism that allows the team to accurately accurately assess a player's value. But uh, I look at the draft process as a bunch of puzzle pieces fitting together, and I don't want to be totally dismissive of pro days, understanding that especially at the quarterback spot, like Mel was noting, you can't let one throwing session either dissuade you from a prospect or persuade you to take a prospect. Hey, Phil, I, I, I want to ask you a question. Um, 
with the four quarterbacks in this draft, where would you rate them if Jalen Hurts was in the draft this year too? Would they all be above Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I think so. Yep, I, I do believe so. And I think I know what the next question is from here. But, yes, my answer is yes. Based on what we knew coming into last year's draft class, uh, last year's draft, I would have Jalen Hurts uh, five or six in this year's class. So if Carolina, wow. right, doesn't move up from eighth, you're telling me that the Eagles are going to let potentially one of these all-world um, quarterbacks go. Is that not malpractice? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I actually was in a meeting, and we were talking about this more on Get Up as well at eight o'clock. Is uh, my feeling is that there is, it's rare that a team pays a price for a quarterback that they believe is going to be a franchise quarterback in which it's not reasonable business. I'm not saying that it's always going to work out, but as we know, if you pay big for a franchise quarterback and he hits, then it doesn't matter what you paid. It's great, right? So if the Eagles truly believe, and I'm just going to use the example here, that Trey Lance, if he's sitting there at pick six, is the real deal, he's your franchise quarterback, then why wouldn't you consider it? I understand that they yeah. – I thought Jalen Hurts was solid last year in the final four games. I didn't think he was you – know, it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, right? But no one expected him to be. But let's not forget, it's not like the Eagles used the 10th pick on Jalen Hurts last year, right? right? right. He's a late second-round pick on him. I really like Jalen Hurts as a prop player. I think he's going to be uh, – I think he has a chance to be a pretty solid starter in the NFL. But if you think Trey Lance is special right. and he's sitting there at pick six, then I think he has to be open to business if you're so, Philadelphia. So I guess because what I'm saying is he's you're not moving up or giving up draft equity for him. He's falling to you. The best player available is falling to you. You just signed Joe Flacco yesterday, so you have a built-in um, bridge quarterback for him, and that makes – uh, Jalen Hurts expendable, and you can try and trade him and get chips back from him. Yeah, there are a lot of. I, I think that Jalen Hurts on the roster, no matter what next year. I think they. I, I would just be curious to see if the Eagles. My, my sense is that their plan going into the draft is probably not to take a quarterback. Like that's not priority A in the way that I'm sure it will be for the Jaguars. I think the Carolina Panthers. I think other teams as well. But if the board falls a certain way. And you're sitting there at pick six, and you got ten minutes to stew on it. I, I understand they have a massive need at wide receiver, no question That's about their that. Fault. But I do That's think there's fault. some merit potentially. Yeah, there's potentially some merit to, you know, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's a, you know, maybe a, a Justin Fields. You know, we, we're still waiting to see how quarterbacks two through five end up stacking up. But I think there's some value in taking a quarterback there at pick six. Field, according to Mel's mock, the first non-quarterback off the board is Kyle Pitts to the Bengals. Now. I mean, to me, this just feels like a, a luxury pick. Uh, help me understand the value proposition of Cincy taking Kyle Pitts, a tight end, over one of the top tackles in this year's draft or one of the top pass catchers at wide receiver. Help me understand that. Yeah, so I think that part of the equation here for or when you're drafting a top five pick is that we don't, we don't, we know that these guys don't all become what they might sort of profile as during the pre-draft process, but. If the, the, the sky or if the ceiling for Kyle Pitts was Travis Kelsey 2.0, maybe even more athletic, would you sign up for that if you were the Bengals right now at pick five? I think the answer is yes, Chris. I think you'd be inclined to do so. Um, 
Now, only if I feel, that, feel, that, feel, just to cut you off, only if I could protect my quarterback and keep him from getting cut in half like we saw when the Bengals played Washington earlier this past year. Sure. And I think that the feeling right now for Mel in that mock draft was that the team bought itself some insurance on the right side of the line in Riley Reef, and that they still want Jonah Williams, their first-round pick from two years ago, to be their left tackle. So we can decide whether that's reasonable business or not. My feeling is with you that I would be looking towards an offensive tackle at, at pick five. I also think that it's worth that worth noting that so the pick is certainly uh, reflective of the investments they made in the offensive line in Jonah Williams and Riley Reef. It's also just noting how special Kyle Pitts is. Mel uh, has said this on our podcast. Uh, he's talked about this now multiple times. He's been doing this for 43 years. This is the highest grade he has for a tight end ever. Just to give you an idea of how unique Kyle Pitts is as a player. So that's definitely part of the equation as well. Field Yates joining us here on KJZ. So today we were asking, because it's you know, a lot of free agency going on in the NFL, and it always brings back not just memories of big-time signings, but also ones that are regrettable and forgettable. And I feel we have to ask you, what, what is one that stands out to you, one of the biggest free agent mistakes that you can recall? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's going to point to Albert Hainsworth, right? Yeah. Because Hainsworth signed the deal seven years, $100 million, leaves Tennessee. Everybody thought there was potentially, you know, the, the Titans at one point considered tampering chargers against Washington. Well, they didn't have to bother with that because he flamed out in a significant way. Uh, a dominant player at his apex, but as we know, consistency was a huge problem for him. That's probably the most obvious one. I think one that maybe has sort of been uh, maybe – brushed over a little bit, you know, David Boston signed a massive contract with the then San Diego Chargers at one point, seven years, $47 million at the time, back in the early 2000s. He lasted one year before he was traded, and then his career fizzled, and, you know, there were some some suspension issues and things like that. But uh, free agency can be fool's gold sometimes. Uh, the best moves certainly can change your franchise, but the worst moves can cripple it. No doubt about it. Field, good to talk to you. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Take care. Have a great rest of the show. All right. Thank you. Interesting stuff there from Field Yates. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. It's Barton Hahn with Chris Kenny in for the guys. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up, Bart's top five worst free agent signings. (laughs) And that comes after SportsCenter. Fifteen seconds to go in the third. Big Pelicans lead. Brandon Ingram with it. Spots from the right side. Shoots and scores. He can't miss here in this third quarter. Brandon Ingram's up to 33 points. Just matched his season high, P.J., as the Pelicans lead 102-73. Ingram would finish with a season high 36 points. That's the call on ESPN Radio. Mark Kessinger, P.J. Carlismo. The Pelicans beat the Lakers 128-111. New Orleans had lost seven straight to the Lakers, but there was no LeBron James in this game, as you know. The loss makes it three in a row for the Lakers and puts their overall record at seven and nine since Anthony Davis got hurt on Valentine's Day. Chris Candy, your Lakers. Ouch. Panic City. That hurts a little bit. On to women's college basketball. Four top seeds advanced to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. South Carolina, UConn won handedly to advance to the Sweet 16. For UConn, 27 consecutive Sweet 16 appearances. It ties the longest streak in tournament history. UConn will face Iowa in the Sweet 16. That's after Caitlin Clark led the Hawkeyes past Kentucky. Get this. Clark had 24 for 35 points at the half. Kentucky 
they had 22 points at the half. She outscored the team. One seeds NC State and Stanford also advanced. In the NFL, this news continues. 16 now. 16 different women have filed claims of sexual assault and harassment against Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson's lawyer, Rusty Harden, offered a statement yesterday saying his legal team has, quote, strong evidence, end quote, an accusation made by one of the women filing the lawsuit is false. Alleging blackmail against Watson, Harden also called into question the legitimacy of other cases as well. The lawyer representing all 16 women did not respond for a request to comment yesterday. Sports Center brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. Use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Chris Kenny here. Barton Hahn, Bart Scott, Alan Hahn as well. Are you ready for this, Bart Scott? Ain't nothing to it, As but we've been talking about it. <laughs> it's, it's like when they used to ask you for your conditioning test. Are you ready, man? Just blow the damn whistle. Just blow the whistle. Let's get this going, I ain't, man. I ain't got time to think about it. <laughs> it's called the setup, man. I can't just blow the damn whistle. Uh, okay, South. All right. All right so too so short, anyways, we have, we have Bart's top five worst free agent signings ever begin. Exactly. Well, you know, you guys know I always want to start with honorable mention because some guys who could be argued that should be on the list. I want to start with my honorable mention. It's going to be Matt Flynn. I mean, he had one great oh, game man. with the Green Bay Packers, parlayed that into a $20, 30000000 million thing, and he never made it and beat the fourth-round draft pick out of the damn preseason. He was the most expensive clip holder in the history of football. You know what? How did it work out for him, though? Hey, he's winning. Absolutely. Number five. Number five, we're going to go with Tricky Nicky. Nick Foles signed a two-year, $24 million contract, $14 million guaranteed to go grab a seat next to 500 Fisher, and um, they didn't even get the 500. Nick Foles <laughs> stole that money. It's all good, Nick. I'm with you because you got Philly Philly. Number five. Number, number four. Ah, number four. We're going to go to uh, my hometown. Detroit Leon. Scott Mitchell. Ew. I cannot believe Scott Mitchell ruined Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders to make all kind of defenders miss. Circle around 55 yards laterally, then a touchdown. But he could not beat Scott Mitchell. The lefty had one great game behind Dan Marino. Tricked everybody. Wayne Fives, run and shoot, run and shoot. They should have ran his ass back to the locker room and never let his ass out. Scott Mitchell, three years, $11 million, and parlayed it and tricked him for five years. That's my number four. Number three. Number three. Listen, we hey, 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 Fat Albert, let's go. What? Albert Haynes. This is number one? He's a guy that could not even pass conditioning tests that Rex Ryan's son ran twice when we ran it. He couldn't finish it once. Albert Haynesworth got that Monday and shut it down. The first $100 million man, seven years, $100 million, $41 million guaranteed, retired two years later because he said, guess what? I got the bag. I'm out. Peace. Number two. Number two. Listen, I took a pay cut so we can attempt to try and sign this guy, and we didn't even get him. Namdi Aswa. 
Say it again. Who? Listen, you know I went to <laughs> Nandi. I swore why. Help him out, Chris. Just listen. say Nandi. Just say Nandi. Just, just, just start in the movie. You know I got an associate degree, Chris. Listen, we ended up with Antonio Cromartie. I think it worked out better to us because what we, we didn't know, now help me with this word, mm. we didn't know he went ambidextrous. wrist. <laughs> ambidextrous? Exactly. Got That's why you that here. That part, too. You, saying, you, don't, you don't just wear glasses. You got to be smart too. Bart Scott. You know, it's a different language. I'm learning it as we go. Who knew that Nandi? He couldn't play on the left side. He couldn't travel. On the the dude couldn't spin. He only could make left turns. Couldn't make right turns. So he's Nandi. NASCAR. NASCAR. Left's all day. Exactly. Left's all day. Namdi, five years, $60 million. They cut him, Chris, after two years. Turn right. All you had to do was learn how to turn right. You should have went to a sports psychologist. One-legged duck. Tight <laughs> circles. That's it. Number so, one. So who's number, number one? Number one. The first time in the history of list, we have a repeat offender, Nick Foles. <laughs> what? Four years, $90 million. Philly, Philly, no, he's not. He lost his job to a dude with some bugle boy jean shorts and moose knuckle. Yeah, and George. Yeah, George <laughs> lost his job to Minchu Mania. Four years, $90 million, $50 million guaranteed. They cut him, traded him after one year. For the first time ever on the history of lists, we have a guy that makes the list twice, and now he's still in Chicago. Way to get him, Nick. Only Sam Bradford is the only guy laughing at you because nobody stole more money than him. Well, how come he's not on the list then? Because he didn't get traded. or free. I don't know, damn it. Well, you know what, though? What's funny is that Bartska, first of all, great energy on that. Se- se- second, I need a Red Bull. Second of all. Sponsor. Second, that's right. That's right. Bradford's all extension. Second of all. To have a guy on the list twice and have him number one while he also has a statue for winning a Super Bowl is epic. Hey, listen. The fact that a guy could steal twice (laughs) and still be a legend in another city, that is the trifecta. Has that ever been done before? I don't know if we've got got any NFL player that's had that kind of range being that good (laughs) and then being that bad. (laughs) I mean, but the fact that he is on the list twice. Really, really impressive. Well, oh my well, well, Nick Foles is like wine, man. Great in moderation. Man, you need to find Nick Foles' agent because he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. And, and still getting it right now. Still getting it. Can we also talk about that you said Matt Flynn couldn't beat out a fourth rounder well, who was actually a third rounder, who was Russell Wilson, uh, corrections. who went to two Super Bowls in his first but listen, years. Corrections listen, department. you should be able to hold the man out. You should at least be able to hold him off to the first game. Like, at least think it up the first game. This dude beat you out in, in, in damn OTAs. I know you lose point. your job in OTAs. That's a fair point. At least Tony Romo had a back injury yeah. to explain away yeah. why he <laughs> lost his job to a big like, round He broke his – it took Tony Romo to break his damn back. <laughs> What's Matt, Matt Flynn's excuse? They, they saw him throw the out round like, oh, hell no. <laughs> What the hell? Like, like, who knew he needed to play the Lions every game to look like that? Well, we know, we know Pete Carroll likes to run the football, but he's going to have to run it more than he wanted to with Matt Flynn. Like, what the hell is going on here? We'll take this guy All in the bad. third round All bad. Who, who really should have been listen, playing baseball. Me, me, we'll me, take yeah, him instead. And me saying fourth round, that was just for me to listen. I never, ever Drama. let the facts get in the way of a good story. The people don't know that. Thanks a lot, Evan. Yeah, we definitely we definitely know that. Correct me in don't front be- of my family and everything. My mama watching. I told her I was going to be on the big TV show today. (laughs) Disrespectful. For today, at least. Baby Andy Dalton. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, we could talk about some bad bad signings. We could talk about some really bad trades that have happened in the NBA. But there's Mm. a trade deadline coming up tomorrow. And we're going to have the latest from Woj on that. 
to see who is going where and what teams could use that help. There's no question about it. We'll discuss that after we discuss this from Cintas. Today, people expect a new level of clean. Cintas provides a wide range of essential products and services that help businesses keep their facilities and employees clean and safe. Cintas will help will keep you well-stocked with essential supplies like face masks, hand sanitizer, gloves, and thermometers. Cintas will hygienically clean and deliver your uniform. Cintas also helps you protect employees and customers with first aid and safety supplies and fire protection services. Cintas helps you open your doors with confidence every day. Learn how Cintas can help you keep your business clean and safe at Cintas.com. Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. If he goes out and misses an extended period of time here, well, that would remove him from the MVP conversation. If he's healthy and they're one of the top eight teams in the conference, you got a great shot at going to the uh, NBA final. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Z, Barton Hahn, Chris Canty sitting in. I got a remedy for LeBron. I know how to, he got to go old school medicine. Now, he could get a heart attack, but you got to go get some of that uh, Vioxx. That Vioxx. <laughs> that Vioxx. Now, you can get a heart attack, but listen, he's not over 50, so he, it won't kill him. But they get the swelling now. He'll be back in no time. Man, they was passing out those things like M&M's <laughs> back like, in college, mm, man. Like no Mentos. Mm, yeah, mm, mm, just destroying your organs, Vioxx. man. People Terrible need to understand that the You might need a new kidney, but it's okay, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy a new kidney. The conversation during the breaks is, is like it should just be a podcast, everybody. I'll just reveal that much. But let's get into some NBA as we looked at. We saw the Lakers lose yet again without – LeBron without Anthony Davis, and there is a trade deadline coming tomorrow, so we bring in Woj uh, to talk with us about this. And just want to let you know, the NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. The Jazz hosts the Nets, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. So, Woj, good to talk to you again. Um, I'm asking this from a selfish point of view. What's the latest on Lonzo Ball and possible destinations for him? Mm. Well, listen, Lonzo Ball did not reach agreement with New Orleans on uh, his rookie contract extension before the season. He'd be a restricted free agent um, after the year. And, you know, I think there's a sense on both sides that uh, a new home would make sense for him. 
Chicago's a team to watch here. They need a point guard. Um, they have, uh, I, I, I think, for a ball side, you know, it's a place with some young talent, Zach Levine. Uh, you know, a, a group in Chicago under Billy Donovan that you've seen grow this year in his first season as coach. Um, you know, Philadelphia, I know, has reached out. They've been in the market uh, for a point guard. I think Philly's uh, more of a long shot for Lonzo Ball. Uh, but I do think um, that you know, there's a pretty good chance he moves before Thursday's trade deadline. There have, again, you know, been talks with the Bulls. Uh, that's certainly going to be one to watch. Okay. Now, well, it's crazy, right? We, we, we expect, you know, Oladipo, we, we've heard Lowry, we heard about Ball. But a name that we hadn't mentioned until very shortly is Aaron Gordon. Where would he fit, and where would be some likely suitors for him? Yeah, Orlando's had talks uh, really all over the league uh, for Aaron Gordon. Uh, in the last few days, certainly, uh, the Boston Celtics, uh, the Denver Nuggets, there had been some conversations uh, with Houston, uh, and I think it's even more wide open than that. I think they're going to keep taking offers in Orlando uh, right up until uh, Thursday's trade deadline. Um, you know, listen, he has expressed uh, frustration. They've had a lot of injuries in Orlando. I think he's been maximized under their coach, Steve Clifford. But you've seen Markel Fultz lost for the year, Jonathan Isaacs lost for the year. You know, two of their very best uh, players with the Magic. Uh, this could possibly be, you know, his final days in Orlando. Um, but uh, listen, they've gone, they've kind of taken with some of this core team in Orlando, gone up to the deadline before, had a lot of talks with guys, and held on to players. Uh, but I think there's I think there's traction now for uh, Gordon to find a new home. You know, Boston will be an interesting team here. You know, they have the first-round picks that would appeal uh, to Orlando. And uh, I think trying to get two first-round picks for Gordon has been a priority for this front office. Woj, I'm a huge Lakers fan, so forgive me for leading with my fandom, but with regard to the LeBron James injury, Frank Vogel earlier this week said that that was going to impact what they did at the trade deadline. How active do you expect my Lake show to be at the deadline, and who would be some of the prospective targets that they would go after? Well, they've been real active. It's a question, I think, for the Lakers of whether they get some things done here before Thursday's trade deadline or go into the buyout market. And obviously in the buyout market, you know, if you have the roster spots available, you know, players who become free agents because typically they don't get traded at the trade deadline, you know, it's a way to improve your team without losing anything. Uh, Andre Drummond is certainly uh, at the top of that list from Cleveland. Uh, I think it's unlikely he's traded with his contract between now uh, and tomorrow. Uh, and there'll be, you know, listen, all the significant contenders – the Clippers and Lakers, uh, Boston, certainly Brooklyn, some others around the league uh, who will be real interested in Drummond come the buyout market. You know, he very likely would be a starter in L.A. Um, and they've talked about, uh, you know, some perimeter help around the league uh, in their trade talks. And um, I think for the Lakers, you'll probably see them do most of their work, if not all their work, uh, in that buyout market. Kyle Lowry turns 35 tomorrow, trade deadline day. His name has been heavy in rumors with several different teams, including possibly going home 
to Philadelphia. And it feels like the Raptors might be ready as they look where they are in the standings and the season they've had in Tampa to maybe pull the plug on the season. So if there is a destination for Kyle Lowry, maybe a leading candidate, where would it be? Well, certainly the Sixers, Heat have had interest, and uh, those are teams that match up. You know, where he, if he was going to leave Toronto, uh, where he'd like to go. The one thing about Kyle Lowry um, and how Toronto is handling this process, you know, they're giving him a voice in this. They're not going to send him somewhere he really doesn't want to go play. Um, Sayu Jerry, their, their president, you know, he really values what Lowry has meant to that franchise, uh, helping them win a championship, becoming a perennial a playoff team during his time. Uh, and so he's going to have voice. He, his agent, Mark Bartlestein, if they get to that point of, of pulling, uh, pulling the trigger on a deal. Uh, but I'll tell you what, there's a great deal of interest in Lowry's obviously a free agent uh, this summer, uh, Philadelphia, Miami, but I think teams in both conferences. And I think there's a lot on that Toronto board uh, that they can take to Kyle Lowry uh, and get a sense. And then Norman Powell, who's, uh, another young, uh, a younger guard with uh, Toronto, 19 points a game this season. He's 27 years old. Uh, he would probably decline his team option this year and become a free agent. Uh, as many as a dozen teams really interested. And so both of those players are going to be a vehicle for Toronto, you know, to really kind of transform their roster at the trade deadline and, and then start moving forward with that young core of Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, uh, and and not have to rebuild as much as kind of reshape this thing on the fly. All right, get those Twitter fingers ready. Tomorrow, busy day as always. Thanks, Woj. Appreciate you as always. Thanks, guys. All right, Adrian Wojnarowski on the Goodyear Hotline brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. So coming up, guys, all signs are pointing to Sam. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Barton Hahn with Chris Canty, Such ESPN Radio, the ESPN app have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in america two things stand out that bikers love about electric number one the majority of their models come pre-assembled so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them number two electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes so they've made range a priority Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.